money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Oh, good, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money and I'm here with my wife, Reb, and uh, my name is Dave Van Noppen. And if you have, haven't listened to any of the previous shows, well, you have to go back and listen to them. We've got all kinds of topics when we're talking about the heart issues and how your heart and money interact. And uh, as we all know, money is something that we use every day, and our heart is something that we use every day. So guess what? They're connected. <laughs> Reb's looking at me like, what are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> I know exactly what you're uh, talking about. So, oh, good. Because, well, as, as we jump into today's topic, we're, we're kind of piggybacking off something we started last week. And we're, I would say it's going to turn into a series of, of just conversations around fear and money. Are we afraid of money? Are we not afraid of money? How money interacts with fear? How our heart, what's going on in our heart around fear interacts with money? Am I covering it off? Well, in the last two weeks, so we met with Kent Bandy Mm -hmm. from LL Ministries, and we kind of dug into some of the heart inside stuff. And then last week, if you didn't hear, we talked about... um, uh, some of the practical things that happen in our world that causes fear, the outside factors. And today... Outside we, forces, yeah. you know, the pressures. <laughs> I mean, pressures from outside, it right? Is, no? I mean, it's lots of voices speaking to us that create create that spirit of fear in us that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. those that anxiety when we listen to them and take them to heart. But um, today we want to actually... Um, well, I'm going to just give a so you don't turn the radio off. Um, uh, we have Ray Borg from Compass, again, yes. whom we love to have. Welcome, I said today, Ray. I said today, I'm just selfish because I just like talking to him every, mm-hmm. you know, as often as I can. So we have him on the radio show. But um, uh, we're talking about community and how community and being accountable and mm-hmm. with people is a great way to combat fear and to help us in our Oh, in what we're afraid of and being right. apart. Because we, we identified some of those, in a sense, causes of fear or, or you know, again, that those outward forces that are interacting with us around fear. And today we really want to give a little bit of an antidote, maybe one antidote in terms of around that. So welcome, Ray. Come on, Thank right you. into the conversation. <laughs> Usually we let Reb read some scripture well, first, do, you know, scripture. but we're going to bring Ray in before the scripture, so... Good morning. Thanks Good morning. for being here. It's good to be with you guys. So, okay. So we're going to read Isaiah 43 because um, I I just believe that the Lord wants to encourage us because it's like Camp Bandy said a couple weeks ago, we all are afraid. We're li- mm-hmm. We live in mm-hmm. this fallen world and we experience fear. So these shows kind of raise the awareness of fear, but also redirect us because he talked about applying applying the word of truth to those areas of fear. So I'm just going to read a couple of verses from Isaiah 43 that came to mind this week. But now, 
I love that. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I'll just stop there, but those are familiar verses to some of us who have been Mm -hmm. in the church. And um, that idea that we don't need to be afraid because we belong to him. Mm-hmm. He's redeemed us. Christ is our 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 deliverer, our our redeemer, our savior, and and he has set the greatest ransom for our lives by giving us his son. And um I just when if we mo- fe- focus on that and meditate on that, sometimes that's all we need when we're afraid to understand that we belong to God. Mm-hmm. And that that is not a message we hear every day in our world that we belong to God. But I just, I just think God can put our hearts and comfort our hearts when we're in fear and anxiety to know, even though the feelings may not just flee away. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes some of us just deal with anxiety on a regular basis. But to start to to meditate and apply that truth and to hear him speak to our hearts that we belong to him. And even in light of our financial journey, some of you out there are, are getting your act together and wanting to make a difference, but you're afraid. Mm-hmm. You're afraid what this means. You're afraid what you have to say no to. You're you you're used to Tim Bucks or Tim Bucks. <laughs> there's a new one. There's a there's new, a new one. one. Yeah. Tim Hortons or Starbucks, you know, and you're afraid, mm. oh, no, what am I going to do now that I can't do those? Things? It sounds funny, but I think sometimes we get those feelings of, I can't go shopping anymore if I want to get my finances in order. And I think God wants us to know that He, He, we're His. We belong to Him. He is with us. He is with us as we start to let go of some of those fears or some of those habits that have brought us bad financial uh, into financial trouble and i just think that's the life word that god wants to speak over us that he is with us through the water and the fire and and we're his and that's an encouraging word so last night our youngest serena we were you know a big thunderstorm thunder and lightning are crashing and and she's not a fearful personality really but it was interesting because it went off and then she, she feigned fear. She was like, oh, dad, I need a hug. I need to cuddle. And I was like, you're not afraid. And she kind of smiled and she wasn't, I think she wanted to hug more. But it was interesting that just what you're talking about here, that when we are afraid, really coming to the father and getting the hug and you know when when there's the the you know the nightmare that comes and you know they come in and they want to cuddle in bed for a little while or they want you to sit next to them and hold your hand right i mean i've done that with all of our kids as as they've grown up at certain points i think we all have um we're all nodding our heads yes we're on the radio just reminding (laughs) us (laughs) but but the reality is is that this is what this verse is saying is, is that when we're in fear, we've got a father who's saying, come to me, come to me, come to me. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And this isn't, of course, the only place where that happens, but all through scripture, that is a theme from the, the, the throne room of heaven that mm-hmm. don't be afraid. And if you find yourself in fear for whatever reason, 
come to me, you know, and that may look like getting away and actually spending some time reading the scripture or spending some time in worship, or it may be getting into community and actually being honest with your, your, your intimate faith community to say, listen, I'm afraid here. I'm afraid of, of what's, what I see playing out, right? And mm-hmm. can we all, you know, encourage each other and, and, you know, go from that. So, you know, I just, this morning, Rebecca, good pick on the verse way to go so ray why don't you come into the conversation you know how does community help us face the financial fears in your experience with compass and all that you're doing through through the ministry there how does how does how do you see community kind of working out in that way i think one of the things that i've observed is that it provides that safe environment where people can kind of begin to take off some of the masks sometimes we wear, this mm-hmm. pretense mm-hmm. of we've got it all together and even our financial house, everything's okay and hunky-dory and we've maintained this lifestyle that seems to be all okay and then yet we're so overwhelmed by debt we're wondering how we're going to pay off credit cards and moving f- credit bills between one mm-hmm. and the other. And um, But th- with living in that community, I've seen how people, where they feel safe, to begin to risk and to mm-hmm. share some of their fears, some of their experiences, and some of their kind of perceptions of how to manage things. And there's nothing like putting it kind of out there mm-hmm. that kind of breaks the power of the fear. Mm-hmm. And even in the, by sharing and risking, um, it kind of opens that up. And then for people to reach out to you, because sometimes, you know, we just need that hug. Mm-hmm. Even as adults, mm-hmm. we yes. need that hug or hand holding, sure. that kind of stuff. And the encouragement from one another and, you know, being in community, doing a study together provides that kind of avenue to do that. Mm-hmm. Would you say, like I was just thinking about what we do with the coaching at More Than Enough and how you've described some of your groups, that people will come in initially fearing like they're a failure. Mm-hmm. So if they have to say it out loud... It's just it kind of reiterates that feeling that they're a failure when in fact that's not what the that's not what we're trying to get at. We're mm-hmm. not in an accountable community to say, "Oh well, I'm going to point my finger at you and you're a failure." Yes, yes, yes. Does that does that shed as as kind of that trust builds with other people? Do you think? Uh, I've observed that in our groups, you know, because I remember one one participant recently in a small group that we led shared um, they were afraid that they're going to have to put out all their financial detail in front of the whole group. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's up to you what you're feeling comfortable sharing that kind of stuff. And then as the group unfolded after a few weeks, it was like, okay, I'm no different than anybody else. We're all struggling with the same kind of mm-hmm. issues. Some of us are further down the mm-hmm. financial journey than others, and others are struggling more. But as people are much more vulnerable, they discover that they've got cheerleaders mm-hmm. say, oh, you know what? I'm doing right. this and I'm doing that. Oh, good for you. You're making mm-hmm. some headway. Mm-hmm. For example, a friend of ours said they've been able to put a $2,000 cushion in place and they've never had this. And suddenly they got whopped with a car bill. Could you pray for us? Mm-hmm. And well, the bill was less than what she had anticipated. And she just was rejoicing because mm-hmm. she was able to share that and say, guys, can we all pray and see if Mm-hmm. The Lord can do a miracle in this. And she watched God do a miracle wow. in this. And it was just such a testimony to her. God was there mm-hmm. with her in mm-hmm. the midst of mm-hmm. it. Wow. And I, I'm constantly, you know, those little stories are, are like the, the, the feeding of the 5,000 where we take the little thing, we prepare the little bit that we can prepare, we do That's what right. we can do, and then 
God multiplies it. God makes the expense. Like, however that plays out, whatever whatever that is, that's always a, just a, such a great encouragement when you hear those stories. It's like, oh, yes, way to go. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. I think community as well. Uh, you know, uh, talking about everybody, we all interact with money. I mean, part of the reason that Rev and I, in in a sense, leading more than enough is because we've done the mistakes. We, you know, we've still doing uh, we're them still some. doing the mistakes. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, and so there's grace, and there's you know, yep, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Here's how it played out. Here's my story in terms of how it played out, and of course. We, going back to the kids, as parents, we always, in a sense, want to teach our kids, please don't do what I did, right? Please, you know, interact with, with whatever, whether it's money or a different situation, differently from what I did, because I know the pain that I went through when I went through that experience. And I think as a, the same thing in the heart of the father it reflects down to us where the father knows. I mean, God knows everything. And he's like, listen, please just listen to me. Uh, surround yourself with what the wisdom in scripture says. And uh, and that's good. It's, it's out of a goodness of his heart that we see that, uh, you know, those money directions, whether it's in scripture or whether it's through other people that we're interacting with in community, just to help us along, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, yeah, go ahead, Ray. Well, one of the things I was just thinking about, um, because I was just at a Promise Keepers event in Scarborough and talking to a few men who approached me to just kind of share some of their story. One of the things I've observed is for couples who've kind of come to loggerheads, Mm -hmm. because, you know, in each couple there's a saver (laughs) and there's a spender. (laughs) And how do you kind of meet in between those kinds of things in dialogue through some of them? And I've observed um, in the groups that we've led that, um, it provides a safe environment sometimes for couples to just put some mm-hmm. things out on the table mm-hmm. that they weren't sure were safe between the mm-hmm. two of them because, you know, and conflict comes out of, of mm-hmm. finances often. And so there's some past woundings. And do we trust it to talk mm-hmm. about this sensitive issue? Because it often becomes a no-go zone. Mm-hmm. But anyway, right. this small group actually has provided an opportunity for people to put some information out there in front of their spouse to test it. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting to see because then they've been able to resolve some areas wow. and learn how to communicate how to work through some of those issues. Sure, I can, I mean, totally. That happens in my office all the time, you know, in the sense of you see those feelers kind of going out with one spouse or the other saying, you know, is it is it safe to kind of bring this up now, right? I mean, and- Well, there, there have been some confessions of, of secret debt that, mm-hmm. that have happened in the more than enough offices, you know, by folks who haven't felt, I, I think... It goes back to that thought. There, there's just a fear of failure and rejection, right? And yes. a fe- and a fear of the conflict that's going to come, and the fear of the arguing. Like there's just you just want to avoid it all. Like we t- we talked about um, with Camp Bandy about being passive. You know, you just you just avoid all your financial issues, and it's a passivity. But really, it's fear because you don't want to have to face your spouse or your family or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that's that is the beautiful part I guess about the coaching at more than enough and about the compass small groups or even the Dave Ramsey stuff that can happen 
or or whatever even your church is doing out there to talk about money. If you can create a, that safe place where you feel like there are others who understand. Because we've had um, people come to us and say, well, we like it that you don't have, like, you know, everything perfect and that you're not coming at us with the five-point plan about, you know, how to get out of debt, but you guys are real and you talk about your real struggle. And I think that that vulnerability and the fears that I have, like I could list many fears that have faced me in the last 10 years, N- not having enough, mm-hmm. you know, you, that's a, that, you know, you. And anyway. recognizing, and, and we, we referenced that in the last couple of shows too, that there are a lot of pressures uh, that that push us towards fear. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, we think of even the the entire insurance industry, I'm not bashing insurance brokers or anything, but the insurance industry is built on the what if. What if, you know, I fall off the roof and, and can't work? What if our house burns down? And again, some of these things are just prudent things to, to prepare for. But it is, in a sense, fear-based, right? And so we look around and we see the news and we see the media and we see all the things that have, are happening to other people. And we go, what if that happens to me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's prudence and wisdom. Like you have those questions, sure. and and we, uh, I've lost my Not brother. Not saying cancel all your no, insurance. No, but, but I, I lost right? my brother in an accident mm-hmm. many years ago, and it really really woke me up to you know let's talk about this you don't have to be afraid of it let's talk about it with your kids and some people think I'm crazy for as honest as I am with the children but you've got to be I mean we're you know stuff happens in life and we don't have to be afraid of it but we can be prepared for it but one of the questions I had even for Ray how how does the compass material that you guys provide but even just like going back to the very heart of it how does scripture help us and learning that these principles in community help us with the fear factor, like when it comes to money. You know, one of the things um, that struck me, I, first of all, I believe, you know, we can come to the fathers we talked mm-hmm. about at the beginning of the program about all these areas. Right. There's nothing, any area of our life that we can't bring. But one of the things that struck me is how by understanding God's word and some of his biblical principles, because they apply even for non-Christians. Mm-hmm. I hear that over and over mm-hmm. again. You know, financial advisors are using biblical principles. They're just not putting God's word out or mm-hmm. quoting scripture, but those principles continue to work because mm-hmm. I think that's how God designed it. And um, But that just the whole sense, you know, sometimes as children, children need to know where the boundaries are, where the rules are. And Mm -hmm. research shows that children who have clear boundaries, know what the expectations are, are far more secure in who they are as an individual. And with God's word, if we know what his scripture principles are, what his expectations are, and if we begin to understand that, then it brings a place of security if we know Mm -hmm. we're walking in those things to the degree that we mm-hmm. try to because we're all going to stumble and mm-hmm. fall. But if we continue to do that, just as I shared that story, it's about meeting. God meets with us mm-hmm. in that place of our need. He's walking through us, and that's mm-hmm. the wonderful part. We do our part. He does his part. And that's mm-hmm. the exciting part of the journey is to hear the parts then when God begins to do the supernatural um, things mm-hmm. in people's lives that 
if you put it on a piece of paper and try to do your adding and yeah, subtracting, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work, work out. Yeah. You begin to tithe, <laughs> and suddenly bills get paid that you wonder where that money mm-hmm. come from. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And I hear that testimony over and over again. So, I, I, I'm thinking of Peter Jeremy Hanscom when he says that. I don't know if you remember that quote where someone taught him in Bible school, sometimes we want to we want to be the anointer of the miracle and then let God do all the hard work and we'll just come in and anoint to the situation. It says it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So we have to do, we have to apply the biblical principle, mm-hmm. right? We have to say, you know, no to this or that because we know there's no cash in the bank. I mean, it's not, as we say, rocket science, but yet we struggle. No, I'm not going shopping for that new thing because... I, I wanted to get a gift for someone yesterday, and I just knew we didn't have the hadn't planned for it and the cash for it, and I just I said no, and that was hard for me because I, I had to come up with a different plan, and in the end, all my girlfriend wanted was my smile, mm-hmm. you know, because I could be honest to her with her about it. I just couldn't bring you anything this time, and she said, well, all I want is your smile and your oh, presence, you right? Go. You know, it's, but anyway, that that. We have to do our part. That's what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. some of that is actually digging in and learning what Scripture says. And again, fear lends itself to, to para- paralysis in the sense mm-hmm. of when, when we become bef- afraid in any area, but certainly in finances, we just don't do anything. We just kind of, whether it's stick your head in the sand or don't open the mail or, you know, whatever it is. And so that fear leads to paralysis. And and the scripture just says, hey, let's do some of these simple things. Let's, you know, um, you know, again, it's not complicated or complex. It's simple to, to say, okay, well, let's look at what income is coming in and let's allocate it to the different, different places where it's not complex, but certainly when we add fear in and, and there's a whole bunch of, in a sense, emotion around it, it becomes something I just, I'm incapacitated. I can't, I can't do it. Um, I'm par- paralyzed. And we see that actually all through nature in a lot of ways too, but certainly around money, we see that a lot, that that fear brings paralysis and the scripture and coming to the Father and just sometimes just getting a hug, uh, you know, being in community, bringing what you have and say, I'm just afraid, I don't know what to do. And someone's saying, well, let's just take this first step together. I'm just getting that visual of someone being in a wheelchair. And sometimes where you start, you're paralyzed by fear. People may be listening to the show thinking, I just can't face it. It's Mm -hmm. just too big. But if you can go to someone and say, and you're in your wheelchair and they can wheel you mm-hmm. to the right spot where they can say, come out to our study, come out uh, to our prayer time or call more than enough. I'll drive you to more than enough. I'll sit with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that takes uh, courage for mm-hmm. someone to come mm-hmm. alongside, yes. mm-hmm. you know. We're afraid just on the outside when we see people being sabotaged or are paralyzed by fear. We, we feel like we're not supposed to. What business of it is it of ours? But we're the body of Christ. And prayerfully consider if you see someone in trouble and afraid prayerfully consider that they're paralyzed mm-hmm. and that you need to bring them to a place. And how do you do that? First, you do it in prayer. Start praying for those people that you see that are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Then invite them to your group or invite them to a place of accountability. Offer, t- I mean, this takes your own commitment 
to people who are stuck and paralyzed, you know, say to them, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of the four men who brought the, the paralyzed man through the roof. That was commitment mm-hmm. to their friend who was in trouble. And yet they did it. They, they, they said, I don't care that it's a full room. I don't care. We can't get in. We're going through the roof. I mean, are we that tenacious for our friends who are in trouble and who are afraid that we would be willing to carry them in prayer? Or, or, or impractical, you know, take him to the more than enough office, call, say, I'll come with you. Are you willing to go? I'll be with you in this. Like that's, that's a commitment from mm-hmm. community that sometimes we're not seeing and we need to be challenged in that area that we'll go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. It's and I mean you know again it's risk in a sense of saying and and I love what you said Rev but you know if you recognize it and you see it in, in then then you're seeing it and and don't expect everybody else in your community to see the same thing you know in a sense of if you see it take it go into your prayer closet or or spend some time just what do I do with this Lord like how do you know how does helping what does helping look like in this situation uh, so that you can again just help somebody to take that first step or to take that to open that first piece of mail to to you know get things organized uh, uh, you know all of those that takes a little bit of risk well I, I was just thinking sitting down with someone and actually opening their mail with them I mean that is vulnerability yes. and mm-hmm. sometimes you may see the problem and you might charge in headlong and they do not want to receive it because mm-hmm. it hasn't been bathed enough in prayer or it, the timing just isn't right or mm-hmm. you know it, it's not in, it's not easy you know here we start the show by looking at well how does it help us as individuals to be in community but what does it mean to be the community mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. who are financially you know, in trouble. And, and sometimes it takes, you know, people call on behalf of others all the time. Well, I know somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, get the somebody to phone. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you just need to sit with the somebody while they phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's anyway, it's, a, it's not an easy, you know, Jesus said, I'd be with you and you can be comforted that I've overcome the world, but he never promised ease. No. Certain. <laughs> well, we've got a few minutes left, and we've been talking about this interaction between fear and money, and, and we've kind of went over to community and, and how that interacts with us. And, and again, coming back to the Father's really is hard for us is to live without fear, right? I, I was reminded just as, as we're kind of coming to that last piece going, wow, God put Adam and Eve in the garden and it was a good, safe place. It was a place where they could just interact with, you know, I guess there was lots of nature and, and each other and God coming in the end of the day and, and all that. And in my mind's eye, I see that as just Eden as really the, the safest place on earth, you know, in the sense of at that mm-hmm. time. And, and God places man in there in that special place. And, and I think that's just God's desire for us now is to to say mm-hmm. i just want you guys to come and be in a safe place with me without fear um without mm-hmm. any you know any restrictions in terms of um the relationship and and how we interact with the world around us so why don't we just pray for a few minutes and uh yeah we can pray but i was thinking we should get ready to pray because i was like hearing him pray 
Okay, right. Let's All go. Right. I, I got the high sign. There was a little <laughs> okay. pause there. I got a little high sign from Reb because I'm like, what are you saying to me? So sorry for the pause. Go ahead, right? Okay. Why don't you close us up? Father, we thank you for your word that um, Rebecca read at the beginning of this program. Lord, that you are there with us, that you are walking us through the fires and through the waters, those times when we feel like we're drowning under debt and we see no way out. But Father, you're more than able. You want to carry us and you want us to see a way out. And so, Father, we pray for each person listening today that you would come and you would meet with them as they cry out to you in that place of expectancy, would you come and would you meet with them this day and minister to them? Would you begin to give them strategy and understanding? Would you begin to bring friends around them where they feel safe enough to begin to risk even to simply even open up the bills that have been piling up? Or Father, to talk about strategies to get their help and their wisdom and counsel. And so Father, we thank you for bringing those people, a community around them, Lord, to know how to walk this out. you, as your word says, have not forsaken them and not left them alone. And so, Father, we thank you for the family that you have put each of us into. Lord, would you continue to um, bless and guide us as we walk through this financial journey? In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Next week, we're going to talk about financial fatigue, and we're just going to leave it like that. So listen in next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.